0: what's going on guys it's nick here back with another video uh it is officially the offseason i believe this is the first video i've done uh for the offseason i don't think i did one since the super bowl uh we've got a ways to go until we get to like the nfl draft till things really start picking up in fantasy uh but why don't we keep producing some content sporadically while that's happening i wanted to do uh, an underdog draft for you guys today. Just kind of show you the draft. Uh, this is the the one with rookies. So one I did a few weeks ago did not have rookies involved. Again, it is way too early to actually know where these rookies are going to go. But this is just a good, um, just a good test case to kind of see where they're going right now. And nothing was really like that absurd. Everything that happened kind of made sense. Uh, what I want to do to start though to start the video is give you guys an update on. Some of the projects I've been working on that you're going to see this coming year. If you have anything that I don't cover that you want to see, let me know in the comment section. Uh, But yeah, I just kind of let you guys know where I'm at with certain things. And maybe some of these things, if you guys um, are in the Discord from last season, if you've signed up for this year, you might have access to some of these things. Uh, So, just to let you know. So, the first one is the custom ranking. So, this is going to be where... Instead of having a billion different rankings pages on the website, there's just gonna be the standard ones, you know, standard half EPR, full PPR, I think tight end premium, super flex, and six point passing touchdown. As you get beyond that, and if you wanna um, adjust for different like league sizes too, when you get to more specific uh, formats, things like that, uh, two wide receivers, two flexes, all those different things, instead of having all the drop downs, which confused a lot of people last year, I built out a sheet that you can use. All you have to do, and this is already built out basically, um, it's not like 100% ready to release, I'm just testing a few things out, but it's basically done, is you'll just hit copy on the detailed projections, and you paste it into a tab, and that's it. You'll be able to fill out everything, how many people are in the league, um, how many of each position are started, what's the bench size, um, different bonuses, do you get bonuses for like for rushing yards, receiving yards... Um, how many points does like tight end get? Some people have like weird tenant premiums. Uh, you can add in superflex, all those things. You customize all of that, and then you just go over to the rankings tab. and It'll automatically calculate rankings based on your exact league size. So again, that's fully built out right now, but I'm not ready to like post it yet because you also don't really need it yet. Uh, after that, the the big one people voted on was I basically I posted a bunch of ideas and people voted in the Discord. What people voted on was um, the optimal strategy. So remember last year, I went over um, scraping through like seven years worth, I think, of um, drafts. Took all off season to do. Um, Scrape through all those years and say, you know, how successful each year was taking two running backs, taking two wide receivers, drafting no running backs, diversity rounds, like quarterback early, all those different strategies. How successful was that? Um, as of recording this, and I have a run going right now, I am through 86,000 teams collected. Uh, remember, my goal for each season is 100,000. So, um, and I can collect right now, given how fast the computer's working and doing other things, um, around 1,500 to 2,000 a day. That's kind of how many I'm able to like collect, clean, and save. And so, Within the next two weeks, um, I should be able to have all 100,000 teams collected. And then, um, once you do that, it's actually pretty easy to run all the analysis behind that. Uh, I'm gonna want to do this off season was also to make better like visuals for the website to like really showcase how each year is different in terms of these strategies, and then what overall if you combine all of the years into one. Uh, what the best strategies are. Um, Again, you kind of saw that last season, but adding in another year of data, do things change? So again, um, probably like two weeks more of data collection on that, and then we'll get to play around with that after that. Um, And I haven't been running um, tests since like the very beginning. I tweeted something out, I don't know, like a month ago, just what the beginning ones were. Uh, Since then, I haven't run anything. And that'll also tell us uh, league winners. So that data is also used for like you know, what players, if you drafted and kept them, uh had the highest playoff rates, highest championship rates. But then also uh when people added or traded for players, how beneficial was that? People who drafted and then traded away players, like you can see all of those numbers, uh, which can tell us a lot, right? Like how valuable was someone who did really well and then got hurt late in the season versus someone who um, was hurt early in the year and then did well late. Like, which one of those two would be more valuable? So, I'll look at those things as well. Uh, betting model was after that. That's, I don't want to say 100% done. I'll probably still add like more features to that, but that's fully functional. It beats Vegas right now. Um, it just works. Um, unfortunately, we only tested it for one week uh, in the, the Super Bowl and, you know, it spit out the exact line because, you know, the Super Bowl is going to be like the most efficient um game of the season you've got so much money coming in on it the correct line is the line that it ends up with which is what the model was predicting um underdog simulations that's gonna be a fun one that one's fully built out it actually took a while to write the code for that because it was very very confusing to figure out uh but basically i'm gonna simulate um really it can simulate infinite times but i'm simulating seasons for underdog so basically, saying, okay, we have like three, four years worth of underdog, I think three years of underdog data. Um, what has worked over the last three years is not necessarily what's going to work every year, right? That's a very small amount of data, just knowing that like random spikes from random players can just alter strategy like that. Like it's just not enough data. Like you, you need 20, 30, 40 years worth of data. And so that's basically what the code does is it says okay if i draft a running back in round three what are the odds i get certain types of players and then it simulates a random player for you given historic odds that we've seen over the last like 10 years and it just cycles through that it creates your best lineup every week It's just gonna spit out basically uh what the best roster constructions are um it's built out it's run initially. It's going to take a very long time to run through a lot of combinations. Um, but yeah, that one is definitely going to be finished as well. Uh, and then the last one I have here, a trade calculator. I've already posted that one in the Discord. So if you have access to the Discord, if you've signed up for this season already, you have access to that. Uh, it's going to work now off of points per game. It's basically going to simulate um, your best starting lineup plus add in the flex. Uh, and it's very very easy to use. You just type in the players that like are on each team, and you can just go in and click like, oh, I want to trade for this player, um drop this player, because um, basically like obviously if. Um let's say you trade for two players, you've dropped someone. So you can be like, I want to trade for Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. I'm going to trade like away this person and drop this person. And it's basically going to tell you crush, crush the trade, obviously, because that would be a ridiculous one. Uh, but just goes through and it just calculates how good is your team now, how good is the opponent, um, and if you should do the trade or not. Again, much, much, much easier to use than it was last season. So if there's something else That you want me to work on. Um, I will have other things. What I'm going to do next is floor and ceiling projections. If you have an idea as to how I can calculate that, let me know in the comment section, but that's going to be the next project is adding that in to the rankings, basically saying, you know, on the elite players, their floor is much higher and then you kind of get to like the middle rounds and maybe there are some players who we're more confident in but we know the ceiling's not there that'll show in the floor and ceiling projections whereas some players like there's a bigger range to their potential outcome and so you're going to see a very low floor but maybe a high ceiling maybe you're at a point in the draft where you want to access ceiling you lean towards that player so i'm going to work on that i have no idea how i'm going to do it yet Uh, again if you have ideas let me know and then again uh let me know any other projects you might want to see worked on so here's my draft. Um, for those of you listening on the podcast version on like Spotify, iTunes, um, I'm just going to like talk through all the, the picks here. I'm just remembering, I feel like I had the six pick last time. And I remember when I was doing this draft, I did this draft, like probably like five days ago. So I might not remember everything here, but uh, I remember I was at the Kelsey pick and I was like, wait, I showed you guys a Kelsey team last time, so I'm not going to draft Kelsey again. I think Kelsey would have been a perfectly fine pick. Um, Started off Jamar Chase. This is like the overall draft. Jamar Chase, McCaffrey, Jefferson, Cup. I think that's going to be a very, very common top four this season. People are going to lean towards these stud wide receivers, even with Cup getting injured. You know he's going to be back. You know he's going to be good. You just know those three wide receivers are going to be incredible. Um, people are going to shy away from running backs, I think, a little bit in the first round this season. But then McCaffrey, we all know, is awesome. That's going to be the first four. Uh, Patrick Mahomes goes fifth. Well, uh, that's that's not going to happen. But what I've been seeing is Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, Allen, they are going in the second round. Maybe Burrow kind of going in that like third round. But like they are gone in the second round. If you remember back to last season... Josh Allen was the only one that ever even sometimes went in the second round. But a lot of times he'd go in like the mid mid third kind of in this range here. Um, That's not happening. Like literally four quarterbacks are off the board by that third round. Um, I do have uh, initial 2023 projections on the site. And I did go through and make underdog projections. Um, I did not have that in time to make this like draft. Like by the draft, I didn't have that. So I was just going off of what I thought in my head. Um, but if like you are drafting an underdog, you can upload that directly to the website. Again, um, it's under the underdog tab on the website. It's so easy. I think there's a video somewhere on the site, but you just click CSV, you go to underdog, you upload it. It'll take you 30 seconds to do, and it's so beneficial to have it directly uploaded to the site. But yeah, those are up, and the like 2023 rankings with rookies are also up there, and detailed projections as well. Bring that up uh, because I went through. I did the quarterbacks. Um, they are showing up very early, just not this early. So if ADP is hold and these four are all going, you know, by the, the end of the second round, I would say it's pretty unlikely that I'll be pushing heavily towards drafting them. Uh, and I would just say, like, if they fall into the third round, grab them. But, like, I, at least right now, maybe things will change. I don't want them. At least right now, again. Um, and it's not that I don't want them. It's just, you know, round... I mean, fifth overall from Holmes, Like, I'm not doing that. 13th overall for Josh Allen, I'm not doing that. Hurts a little bit more realistic. But hey, what if they take away the sneak play, right? If they take away the sneak play, I actually have to go in and just tank his rushing projection total. And that might just bring him down to where you have to go third round because he's not going to have as many rushing touchdowns. But anyways, um, the strategy I went with. Uh, in this draft was running back early. Shocker. Um, I like doing those builds. And I liked uh, the idea of this one because if you do the early underdog drafts right now, there's 20 rounds. And so I thought it was more viable. Also, there was no one I really wanted at the, like, the wide receiver position. But I got to six and I was like, well, Eckler's pretty good at football, so let's take him, right? I get to 19, you know, mid-second round. Derrick Henry's sitting there. And I would have considered, obviously, I would have taken all of, like, you know, the three wide receivers that went, like Terry Kill, Adams, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Diggs. They all go in the first round. I'm uh, going Brown's off the board. So I'm sitting there like, okay, I could take uh, Burrow, which I'm not going to do. I could take Mark Andrews, but it's a little bit early to take him. Um, I could go with wide receiver, but you're taking, like, Waddle, Garrett Wilson, Debo. It doesn't feel good in round two. Derrick Henry, you know, is a beautiful best ball pick um, since I took Eckler. I don't need him to produce every week. You know, he's a more volatile player, but he's a player that if we get into week 16, week 17, he could go for 150 and three touchdowns. And it's like, oh, you had to have Derrick Henry to win. Love players like that. Uh, And this is an ADP that we just haven't been able to get historically. So I go with Derrick Henry there at 19. At 30, I go Brees Hall. It's a risky pick. And maybe if like I wasn't as confident in my first two picks, I wouldn't have done that. But it was another spot where I was like, okay, uh wide receivers come off the board? Like T. Higgins goes, Jonathan Smith goes, D.K. Metcalf goes. And so I could have gone with Olave. That was kind of who I was con- considering at that pick. Um, I didn't really want to take him in the middle of the third round. Um, I could have gone with Kenneth Walker and Chubb. Those were actually, I believe, on my board to take. They get drafted right before me. And so I looked at Brees Hall and I was like, you know what? If he's not producing, um, I think... Early indications are he's going to be good to go in week one, but let's say he's not 100% till like week seven. Again, that's not the end of the world because one, it's backloaded. All you have to do is make it like advance into the next round, and then who cares what happened earlier in the season? You're just looking late. Um, I just thought that if that's my goal is to ride Eckler and Henry for the first like month or two of the season, Brees Hall gets added in there. I've got three stud running back ones. I don't care about what productions come from anyone else. I thought that just set me up. And what I really like doing in the first three rounds is just getting to a build where you know what you want to do in the rest and you just gain some sort of edge. My edge here is that I don't need to touch running back for a very long time. Now, it can bite me in the butt if I get to the fourth round, fifth round, sixth down, and I keep getting really good values of running back. Then it was honestly a bad strategy and it's not going to work out. But my thought process was maybe I don't really like the running backs in those middle rounds. And if I can grab these three, completely disregard the running back position for a very long time, use that as a strength, but then build up other positions to really be like the really good um, attached to that with all these other picks in the middle rounds, it's a good strategy. Um, And we'll honestly see how viable that strategy is when all the models run uh, for underdog. But I think just creating some sort of positional advantage for myself, setting myself up, knowing also, again, 20 rounds, I have extra rounds to take other spots. um, And so I abandon them. I mean, it is not until the 14th round that I take another running back. I take Spears. Um, rookie. It basically was just, uh, listen, I haven't done analysis <laughs> into rookies yet. I was just taking a running back that he was my top projected on the board when I did go through and kind of evaluate each rookie, um, just generically project them out. Um, someone actually asked how I was projecting rookies. Basically, anyone who's a rookie or a free agent that I'm pretty sure is going to be a different team, like say Aaron Rodgers, like we know Derek Carr, I signed all those players to just a random team called free agents i gave that team average production across the board for touchdowns rush race just anything given my projections what was the average team's production because we don't know where these players are going to go um and then just said okay if they were on this average team called free agents what do i think they would do again given average levels of need right this team isn't like oh We need a wide receiver. And so all these Raiders are wide receiver ones, just like an average level of need. Again, it's not perfect, but it's what we have to do. Uh, Yeah, he was the top one on the board. But again, round 14. That's what the edge gave me in taking these three running backs. So we take those. Fourth round, I go Kittle. Uh, I was not in love with that pick. Um, I think, yeah, I I actually was considering. I was like, well, if, if Dalvin Cook is here and I can also take Dalvin Cook... I basically wouldn't have drafted another running back. I would have taken those four and then said, I'm done. Uh, Dalvin Cook in the fourth round, Derrick Henry in round two. Like, these are things that we haven't seen historically. I know these players are going to start to fall off with age, but I feel like people are kind of overreacting to to this season a little bit with those two. Uh, but he goes. Um, I was obviously hoping that... Um, or he doesn't go. Excuse me. Excuse me. He doesn't go. That was my thought process was taking him... Um, And basically having those four not taking another one, uh, at the end of the day, I was like, it's probably too many running backs. Uh, let's just stick with three because honestly with three, I had a team, um, this season with only 18 rounds. It only had three running backs. I only took running back in rounds one, two, and three. It advanced, I think twice in best ball mania. So like I, I I won the league for the regular season, then it won the next round and advanced again. So it's very viable to just take three running backs and do nothing else, um, and I was like, I don't know, I didn't love it there. Um, I wanted to go with Kittle. Um, basically, thought was I've crushed running back. What if Kittle has? You know, what if Purdy's really good this season? He comes off his surgery. He's great. Um, we see Kittle produce. You know, top three tight end numbers. Have a bunch of spiked weeks, and now I'm crushing running back, crushing tight end, and then I just go after wide receivers, high, like high upside wide receivers. After that, uh, so that was the thought process. Um, I think I wanted Godwin, but he got taken, looks like three picks before me. Um, I would consider these quarterbacks, but it was never like a a really high consideration. I really wanted Olave or Godwin. They both go, considered Dalvin Cook, ended up going with Kelsey. After that, I was like, okay, it's round five. Uh, You can use the strategy of a billion wide receivers late to kind of simulate production, like saying... All these guys kind of stink and probably aren't going to be that good. But if I can grab, you know, 10 straight wide receivers starting in round eight, I can kind of simulate good production. But that becomes less and less viable every round you wait. Like you do still need really good wide receivers. And so I was like, okay, let's hammer them out. Round five, I go Pittman Jr. Round six, I go with the upside of Jameson Williams. Uh, definitely a player that could have a low weekly floor, but that weekly ceiling is going to be really high. So we like that, obviously, in best ball. I go Deontay Johnson in the seventh round. Maybe Kenny Pickett steps it up this season. We know Deontay's a good wide receiver. We know he's going to score a touchdown at some point. Um, I think that uh, George Pickens is going to like really break out this next season. But, you know, Deonte is still very good. Uh, and again, second year um, for, you know, uh, pick it last or last season rookie this year, second year. Um, I think he can take some steps forward and then Sutton round eight, uh, new head coach in town. I think we can kind of turn this team around a little bit. Uh, but even if, you know, the team doesn't get turned around, it's still round eight for Sutton. He is still, you know, uh, either one a or one B probably one B honestly to, to see the close last season, but, um, not an alpha, but a really strong wide receiver on a team that still has potential no matter what we saw last season in round eight. That's a good spot. So then I'm feeling good, right? I've got my core of running backs. I can wait as long as I want at that position. I've got my tight end. I've got my wide receivers, but now I'm seeing the quarterback position. And again, like I talked about in that last video, I think people are taking quarterback too early. Lawrence in round five, Dak in round six, Tua Watson in round seven. Like I just feel like quarterbacks are going a little bit too early. So I wanted to wait as long as possible, but it got to the point where I, I couldn't wait anymore. And so we take Kirk Cousins in round nine. We take Jared Goff to stack with Jameson Williams in round 10. We take Elijah Moore. Another mistake. I think I took Cousins in the last draft and I wanted to take Osborne. I drafted Elijah Moore in round 11, which I think is a perfectly fine pick. But then I drafted him. I was like, oh, wait is Osborne on the board? I type it in. He is on the board. I'm like, ah, hopefully get him in the next pick. And then the, you know, pick after that, he goes, I definitely should have taken Osborne to stack with cousins. Cause it would have been done, right? I would have had my cousins Osborne stack. I would have had golf with Jamison Williams. I could have really gone with whatever, uh, with the Derek Carr pick, but you know what? I might get bailed out. Cause again, uh, I take Derek Carr uh, in round 12. Does Derek Carr go to the jets? Um, I'm not really on top of exactly what the latest rumors are. I have to imagine that Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr is who the Jets want. Like, I just have to imagine that's what they want. Um, And so could I get lucky and get a Derek Carr-Ledger more stack here? Maybe. Uh, But this was really just saying these three quarterbacks are like appropriately priced, probably still a little bit too expensive, but they're at least appropriately priced. And if I didn't grab them, like even Bryce Young goes in round uh, eleven. Um, Stroud goes in round 12, like Kenny Pickett round 14. Like, (laughs) like these are, these are not sure things. Mac Jones, Jordan Love, Brock Purdy in round 15. Like I can only wait so long. I don't want to be like this team over here that yeah, has, I guess hurts here. But like, let's pretend they didn't draft Jalen hurts. You've got Trevor Lawrence in round five. I don't know why they drafted four quarterbacks, by the way, uh, Desmond Ritter In the 18th, Tannehill in the 19th, like what if that was me and I didn't have hurts, right? Like I can't go into the draft or exit the draft, I guess, with Desmond Ritter and Ryan Tannehill as my quarterback. So it is kind of a situation where it's like until people stop taking them so early, you can scream at the board all you want and be like, why is everyone taking these players and get really good skill positions? But at some point you need quarterbacks and it's also going to force you to kind of draft three of them this early because I didn't know about bye weeks right so I didn't want to have the team just dead because the Vikings and the Lions both had the same bye week uh, and then also just like getting later quarterbacks sometimes it's it's good to have three there was the 20 rounds I was like well I get two extra picks maybe I should trade uh, use one of them for quarterbacks that waited so long um, but yeah that's kind of the thought process there it's like even if yes everyone's going too early and maybe Kirk Cousins is a reach if I don't reach at that point like, I'm not getting anyone, and I'm not going in with, like, Bryce Young and uh, Sam Howell as my quarterbacks, right? So, that's the picks through, what was that? We've gone through 12. Uh, the rest was just filling things in. I knew I drafted Kittle, but that I wanted probably three tight ends because Kittle gets hurt. Uh, Kittle's also very volatile. He's got that high ceiling, but, like, he can easily have a bunch of two-for-20s. And if I want to win this league, I need that production. So I went with Gusecki in round 16, uh, basically just saying, I don't think he's going to be on Miami this season. He's still a very good wide receiver talent. Um, like he can literally play wide receiver as tight end, kind of a cheat code in fantasy. Uh, Miami didn't use him much in the beginning of his career. Um, we knew they weren't going to use him this season. He just doesn't fit that offense. But if he signs with a team that, um, you know, he does fit with and will utilize him in, to like best use his skill sets he's a great pick in round 16. and then Jawan Johnson um nothing really like revolutionary here like he is a touchdown threat. he is a highly athletic young wide receiver i keep saying wide receiver of tight end um young like tight end and so if the Saints don't play like trash this season uh and Jawan can you know get the at least similar involvement as last year maybe even takes a step forward. You know, round 17, that's obviously like a good value. Like, look at the tight ends that were going in this range. Um, I don't mind, like, Jelani Woods late. Um, I really wanted a Conquo. He went in round 12. It was just really, really early. There's a lot of players that I think are just, like, names people like that are going really early right now. Um, yeah, I took those two. Um, I took Spears. I took down to Foreman. I way over-projected him when I did the initial projections just because... I don't know. I had to give the production to someone. And like, if he walks into the season with it still being him and Chuba Hubbard, like he's going to be way more productive than a 15th round pick, but I had him too high. So I had to obviously tank that, uh, they could easily draft someone, tank his value, but you know what? He played pretty, really well last season, uh, round 15. Why not take a shot on that? And then after that close out the last three rounds, I just went with some wide receivers that I know can have a decent role. Um, The Patriots are historically trash at drafting wide receivers. There's a chance even that Myers isn't on the team if he leaves. Um, But even if Myers stays, like Parker is still like the ex-receiver for the Patriots right now. Um, So you take him. DuVernay. I mean, they like DuVernay. Um, I don't really know what they're going to do if they're going to be drafting wide receivers. But if they don't, he'll be a great pick in the 19th round. And then Matt Collins. You know, um, what if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Raiders, right? Like what if that happens? And you've got, you know, Matt Collins definitely at risk if they draft someone. But will that be their number one need? I don't know that it, it would be really like they'll draft a wide receiver maybe. But like if they went to the season with like, let's just say Rodgers in this hypothetical situation. Again, it's the 20th round. I can dream, right? And you've already got Darren Waller. You've got Adams. Um, you're I would think if they went after him, like like Jacobs is going to stay. If they bring someone in, I think Jacobs would prefer to leave if they don't bring another quarterback. Uh, that's at least what he's kind of indicating right now. So if they've got Jacobs, they've got Walworth, they've got Adams, do they really need to spend high draft capital on another wide receiver? Like, you know, Holland's played well. Um, you've got Renfro being a really good slot wide receiver. Like, I don't think that's their biggest need. They could probably build out other parts of the team to help them more. So that was my thought there. Um, Like I wasn't going to go with like Richie James or some random wide receiver that I haven't even seen in the combine that I barely know anything about Uh, Corey Davis. Like I don't think his career is being resurrected. I think it's pretty easily Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson are ahead of him. Um, I don't know. I just thought Matt Collins was a solid pick there. So that's the draft. Uh, Let me know what your thoughts are. And again, please let me know if there's anything else you want to see project based from me. Um, I do. I have time until the next year. Obviously, like I'm still working every single day on these projects, um, but I'm starting to finish a lot of them. And so that's definitely good. I still have a good month left of these projects to like kind of complete all of them. But that only brings us to like mid to late. March. And like, obviously then I'll have to be working on some of like the dynasty stuff and the rookie stuff, but I will have a little bit more time. If there's another project people want to see. So that'll do it for this one. Hope you all enjoy. If you did, have a like button, have a subscribe to the channel. If you're new here, thanks for watching.